So then what happened? وَلَمَّا then when دَخَلُوا They entered مِنْ حَيْثُ أَمَرَهُمْ أَبُوهُمْ From where their father had ordered them, meaning from different gates. What happened? Did his plan work? No. Allah says, مَا كَانَ It did not. يُغْنِي عَنْهُمْ It availed them. مِنْ اللَّهِ Against Allah. مِنْ شَيْءٍ Anything at all. Meaning, Allah's planning prevailed. Allah's plan prevailed. The plan that Yaqub made, it could not protect them from Allah's decree. إِلَّا Except, حَاجَةً A need, meaning, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let Yaqub advise his children and then his children, they entered from different gates. What was the point of all this? If ultimately Allah's decree was going to prevail, what was the point of all that then? Allah says, because it was a haja, it was a need. Meaning, a wish that Ya'qub had to protect his children, fi nafsi Ya'qub, in the nafs of Ya'qub, qadaha, which he satisfied. How did Ya'qub satisfy that need? By advising his children. And this is something that we also need to do. That whenever you feel the need to warn someone, to protect you know, yourself or your children, and you take the precautionary means, don't think that you're overthinking. Okay? Because this is what happens. If someone says to you, for example, you go somewhere, you're looking, and they say, say, mashallah. Like, you think I'm going to give the evil eye? Don't think too much. No, you're not thinking too much. This is a haja, a need, that you have in your heart to protect yourself, to protect the people around you, to protect different things. And for that, if you advise someone to take some precautionary means, then this is perfectly fine. It was hajatan fi nafsi yaquba qadaha, which he had satisfied by advising his sons. Wa innahu, and indeed he, meaning Yaqub salam, he was ladhu ilmin, he was a possessor of knowledge. He was a knowledgeable man. He didn't do this because he was superstitious. He was a knowledgeable man. He knew that al-aynu haq. He was an experienced man. After all, he was a prophet of Allah. He was wise. So he had this feeling that something bad might happen. And many mothers over here, would you agree with me that you get this feeling sometimes from before that something bad is going to happen to your children because of the way that they're behaving or the way things are going? Maybe even you may have a feeling about yourself. Right? So Yaqub he was a man who had knowledge. He wasn't superstitious. And... وَإِنَّهُ لَذُوْ عِلْمٍ Where did he get that knowledge from? What was the source of that knowledge? لِمَا عَلَّمْنَاهُ Because we had given him knowledge. Allah had given him knowledge. His source of knowledge was revelation. وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ But most of the people, they do not know. What do they not know? That how decree, Allah's plan, it prevails. It prevails over what? Your planning, your precautionary measures. That... Most of the people, they do not know, they do not understand that our plans cannot change Allah's plans. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had already planned that when the brothers of Yusuf would return to Egypt, something was going to happen. Yaqub had a feeling. He wasn't too happy, he wasn't too comfortable. Because you see earlier when he sent Yusuf, something bad happened, right? Now again, a similar incident is being repeated. He's sending his other son. He has his feeling something bad might happen. And then he took his precaution. But what is necessary to understand? That no matter what you do, Allah's plan will prevail. 
it will always prevail. And this is something that should bring us comfort when things go haywire. What should bring us comfort? What should bring us comfort? That if it didn't work out, it was Allah's idn. Right? Alhamdulillahi ala kulli hal. When we lose something, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. So what happened? وَلَمَّا دَخَلُوا عَلَى Yusuf, When they entered upon Yusuf. Now, these ten brothers, they came and they brought Binyamin with them also. So how many were they? Eleven. When they entered upon Yusuf salam, why did they come to Yusuf salam To buy food from him. Yusuf salam. now imagine how he must have been feeling. His brother Binyamin, his full brother Binyamin, after so many years, he's seeing him. Have you ever seen at the airports? Have you ever seen at the airports how people... They just run and hug each other and they just go crazy. They start crying, they start screaming, they start laughing. Why? Because it's these relationships that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made because of which we love each other, we miss each other. When we finally see someone after so long, we're happy. But most of the time, people react uncontrollably. Isn't it? How do people react? uncontrollably. They start screaming, they start swearing, they start crying. You see all kinds of crazy reactions. Yusuf a.s. we see something very different. He's so calm. What did he do? He just simply, awa ilayhi akhahu. Awa, from Hamza wawiya, awi, is to take shelter. Awa ila is to descend close to someone. Why would you go close to someone to take shelter? And then it also means to just go close to someone. And it also gives the meaning of hugging someone. Okay? Because when you go close to someone, why would you do that? To hug them. So, awa ilayhi akhahu. He took his brother to the side so that, you know, the rest of the brothers won't notice, they won't see. And he hugged him and qala, he said, inni ana akhuk. I am your brother. Yusuf. And the only thing he said at that time, فَلَا is بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Just put your fingers on your lips. Don't say anything. And don't be sad about what your brothers have been doing. فَلَا تَبْتَ is بَا هَمْزَ is to be miserable, to grieve, to be disheartened, to be very upset. So he says to him, do not grieve over what? بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Over what they used to do. Meaning over what? Our brothers have been doing to us how they have been treating you, how they treated me, how they have been treating our father. Don't talk about it. Don't be miserable over it. Forget it. Strange. This is the only thing that Yusuf is telling his brother. What is he saying to him? What message is he giving him? Don't talk about the past. Forget it. Close the chapter. Let's move on. Because... Think about it. If you have had a very hard day at work or at school and you feel like your boss or your teacher or people in your class or people at your workplace, they're racist towards you and they're mean towards you. They're all ganging up against you. You don't feel like you belong there anymore. You just want to get out. So when your mother or your brother or your father or your friend, whoever comes to pick you up, what's the first thing you say? What's the first thing you say? You start complaining, right? You start complaining, I don't want to be here anymore, she said this to me, he did that to me. And especially amongst relatives, 
You know, many times it happens that many girls, they don't really have a good experience with their in-laws. And as soon as they go to their own family, to their mother, to their father, what happens? They just start crying and crying and complaining about their in-laws and complaining about all the things that went wrong. What does Yusuf salam say? Don't be miserable over how they've been treating you. Close the chapter. Forget about it. We don't want to ruin our time and our enjoyment by remembering the past. Because you see, someone who's harmed you, someone who's hurt you, they've probably forgotten about what they've done to you even. They've probably forgotten about what they've said to you even. But when you keep remembering it, when you dwell on it, when you talk about it, who's suffering? Who's suffering? You're suffering. Now this was a time of great happiness. Yusuf and bin Yamin, they finally meet. And if they spent their time talking about what the brothers did, that would be a waste of time. That would be a waste of time. It's like, you know what, forget it, let's celebrate. Let's have fun, let's enjoy. Forget the past. He said, فَلَا تَبْتَئِسْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Don't grieve over what they were doing. Forget about it. Now the thing is that when we don't forgive other people, and we feel miserable over how they have treated us, then what happens? We become miserable. إِبْتَأَسَ happens. We become miserable. Forgive the other person. Get over it. Why? So that you can be free. You can be happy. So that you can channelize your efforts into something that is more productive. Yusuf did he suffer at the hands of people? Did he suffer at the hands of people? Multiple times. His brothers, then the woman, then the women, and then the man in the jail and the prison. I mean, he suffered a lot. But what do we see? He made such an amazing 15-year plan. Could this be coming from a person who's miserable inside? Who's angry and vengeful inside? No. This can only come from a person who has forgiven others and moved on. So productive. I mean, his planning was amazing. So constructive. Who can do this? Someone who is positive in all circumstances, who protects himself from dwelling on his problems. Because you see, dwelling on problems, feeling sad all the time is a big burden. And the more you dwell on your problems, the more you feel sad about them, the more your problems and your sadness increase. They will increase. Think about it. If you get a cut okay, on your hand, and you just sit and you stare at that cut, will it hurt? Will it hurt? A lot. Will the day go by easy? Oh no. Time will not pass by easily. So what is it that you're advised? Don't think about it. Treat it, okay? Put a band-aid on it. Treat the wound to the best of your ability. And then get busy in doing something. Because if you're not distracted, then the pain is going to overcome you. And you won't be able to do anything. I remember as a child once I was wearing those bangles. You know, glass bangles. Okay? And uh, apparently they had broken and I cut myself really bad and I was bleeding. I had no idea. This is how children are usually, right? Because they're busy playing. I had no idea that it had happened. And I just kept rubbing my arm because 
it was uncomfortable, but I was too busy playing. I just kept rubbing my arm, which kept making those cuts worse and worse. Until somebody pointed out, look at your arm. And that was it. I just started bawling. I started crying. I didn't want anybody to touch me. Here I was rubbing my arm, breaking those bangles even more, you know, rubbing that glass on my skin. It didn't bother me. But the moment I saw it, it was a different feeling. Right? So what do we learn from this? That when you are hurt, when you are experiencing pain, because of anything that has happened in life, because of what people have done to you, then don't dwell on those problems. Move on from them. Forgive the other person or just try to forget it. Move on for your own good and keep yourself so occupied with positive things that you neither have the time nor the mental bandwidth to deal with any gham, to dwell on any gham. And then gradually what will happen? Time is the best healer, right? So inshallah, things will also improve and you will feel better. So Yusuf Alaihissalam he advised his brother, Falatapta is bimakanu yamalun, don't feel miserable because it's all over. It's history. It's history. And all of you who are here and all of you mothers over here, please don't tell your future children or your present children about you know how things happened and how your in laws treated you or how your father treated you or how your mother treated you, how your brother treated you. Forget it. It's history. Move on from it. Move on. I've seen children who have never even met their grandparents. Or haven't, have never even met their certain uncles and aunts or their cousins. But their hearts are full of hatred for them. Innocent children who never even met them or met them once or twice in their childhood, back when they used to live in that country. Now they've moved. They've never even met those relatives, but they hate them. Why? Who put that hatred in? The parents. Right? The parents or the older siblings. Now who's suffering? Who's suffering? You guys are. Because you're miserable. You're not happy. Don't grieve. Don't be miserable over what people have been doing. It is as though Yusuf is telling his brother, I have forgiven them. You also forgive them. He's almost encouraging him to be patient. He's encouraging him to be forgiving. And it's also as though he's telling his brother, don't feel pity over me that I had to suffer so much. Allah took care of me. Yes, the brothers tried to harm me. Forget about it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me something much better. فَلَمَّا جَهَزَهُمْ Then when he had furnished them, بِجَهَزِهِمْ with their supplies. And we have done these words earlier. right? So basically when all the 11 brothers were ready to go now, Yusuf a.s. had you know, given them their food, everything was ready. Jala, Yusuf a.s. put السِقَايَةَ the drinking bowl, the drinking cup. Siqaya is from Sin Qafia. Okay, it is to bring water to drink. So Siqaya is the vessel from which you drink. It could be a bowl, it could be a cup, whatever it may be. So Yusuf a.s. he put the drinking cup fi rahli akhihi in the bag of his brother. Meaning in the bag of Binyamin. Why did he do that? Because he wanted to give his brother a surprise. The ten brothers, when they were going back, what did Yusuf salam do? He put their bid'a back. He didn't want to take anything from his brothers. He wanted to gift them something. And now when Binyamin, he wanted to give him something more special. So he 
wanted to surprise him, so he put his royal drinking cup into his bag. He wanted to make it as a surprise for his brother, a gift. And do you ever do that? Surprise gifts for others? Who would you give a surprise gift to? Who? Someone whom you really, really love. You know, you want to show to them that you care about them. That you secretly, you know, put something in their bag as you're leaving. You slip in some money into their purse. Hmm? You do something like that as a gesture, you know, of love. So Yusuf alayhi salam did that. He put the siqaya. But then what happened? Summa adhana mu'adhinun. Then an announcer announced. An announcer called out. Meaning someone came running, making an announcement. He said, أَيَّتُهَا الْعِيرِ O caravan, إِنَّكُمْ لَسَارِقُونَ Indeed, you are thieves. What does it show? Something got stolen at the same time. And they suspected, the Egyptians, they suspected that it was these 10 men, these 11 men, who had committed the theft. Yaqub wanted that they're not noticed. But still they were noticed. Right? Now the word Eid. Eid is from the root letter is Ayn Yara. And Eid is used for a caravan or travelers that are transporting food. Okay. Now what happened that Yusuf he put the drinking cup in the bag of his brother. And this drinking cup was Yusuf own drinking cup. It was his personal property. But he wanted to gift it to his brother. Okay? Now at the same time, something got stolen. What got stolen? What went missing? The measuring cup of the king. The king's measuring cup went missing. So immediately the royal servants, they thought, somebody has stolen it. And they said, quickly take action. These 10 people are leaving. These 11 people are leaving. So they must have stolen. So, أَذَّنَ مُؤَذِّنٌ أَيَّتُهَا الْعِيرُ إِنَّكُمْ لَسَارِقُونَ قَالُوا They said, who said? The brothers of Yusuf ﷺ, they said, وَأَقْبَلُوا And they advanced, they approached, they came forward. It's as though they were leaving. But then they came back and they began walking towards this مُؤَذِّن and they said, وَأَقْبَلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ مَاذَا تَفْقِدُونَ What is it that you're missing? تَفْقِدُونَ from فَاقَوْفْ دَالْ what is it that you're missing? Faqada is to lose something, to not find it. What went missing? Qalu, they said, Nafqidu, we are missing suwa' al-malik, the suwa' of the king. What is suwa'? Suwa' is measuring cup. Suwa'd wa'u'in. Now remember that Yusuf alayhi salam, what did he put? He put a siqaya. And these people were missing a suwa'. And they said, وَلِمَنْ جَاءَ بِهِ And whoever that produces it, whoever brings it, he will have حِمْلُ بَعِير A camel's load. Meaning the reward of a camel's load of food supplies. Anyone who finds it, anyone who brings it forward, they will get a camel load of food. وَأَنَا بِهِ زَعِيمٌ And the muaddin, the person who was making this announcement, he said, I am a guarantor. I am responsible over this. Responsible over what? That I will make sure that this person who produces the cup will get a camel load of food supplies. Now the word za'im is from the root letter za'im mim, za'am, which is to take responsibility for a claim. So he said, I take responsibility, I will make sure that you get this reward. Qalu, the brother said, Tallahi, by Allah, لَقَدْ alimta. Certainly you know. 
لَقَدْ عَلِمْتُمْ Certainly you all know that مَا جِئْنَا We have not come لِنُبْسِدَ فِي الْأَرْضِ To cause corruption in the land. وَمَا كُنَّا سَارِقِينَ And we are not thieves either. They said, you know that we have not come to this country of yours to commit theft and we have come here before. It's not our first visit. Nothing bad happened before. Why are you blaming us? You know that we're not thieves. We came, we bought the food, we didn't steal it. We came here for a purpose, we fulfilled it and we're going back. We're not thieves here. We haven't come here to commit any kind of facade. Qalu, they said, فَمَا جَزَاؤُهُ Now who's saying over here? The accusers, the royal servants. Now remember that Yusuf a.s. is just watching all of this silently. Okay? The scene is taking place before Yusuf a.s. Qalu, they said, the royal servants said, فَمَا جَزَاؤُهُ Then what should be its punishment. Remember the word jaza, recompense, it can be reward, it can also be punishment. So what should be the punishment in kuntum kathibin if you're liars? Meaning, what if we find the cup, the king's cup, in your belongings, and you're proven to be liars? Then what should be the punishment if you're proven as thieves? Qalu, the brothers of Yusuf salam, they said, jaza'uhu, his punishment, or its punishment, meaning the punishment for theft, is that man whoever wujida, it is found fi rahlihi in his bag, meaning whichever person in whose bag the cup is found, fahuwa, so he is, meaning that person is jaza'uhu, its recompense. What does that mean? That that person will be in the custody of the owner of the cup. You understand? It's very important to understand. Hmm? They said, Jaza'uhu, its punishment, meaning the punishment of theft, is that, Man wujida fi rahlihi. Whoever's bag it is found in. What is found? The cup, the king's cup. Then, Fahuwa jaza'uhu. Then that person will be its recompense. Meaning, that person will be taken in the custody of who? The owner of the cup. Why? Because the brother said, كَذَلِكَ نَجِزِ الظَّالِمِينَ This is how we punish the criminals. Meaning in our law, because these were who? The children of Yaqub a.s. They were the descendants of Ibrahim a.s. And the children of Ibrahim a.s. Those who were upon his religion, this is the law that they observed. That if someone committed theft, then what would be his punishment? What would be the punishment of the thief? What would be the punishment of the thief? That the thief would be taken as a slave for one year. For one year. The thief would be taken as a slave for how long? For one year. Now you understand what's going on. So, فَبَدَأَ بِأَوْعِيَتِهِمْ So he began with their bags. Who began? The mu'adhin, the royal servant the one who had come and accused the brothers of Yusuf of theft, he began searching the bags. And because the ten brothers, they were in the front, Binyamin must have been towards the back. Okay, So this Mu'adhin, he started the search from the bags of the older brothers. So فَبَدَأَ بِأَوْعِيَتِهِمْ أَوْعِيَ has a plural of wi'a. He began the search with their bags. قَبْلَ before wi'a'i أَخِيهِ The bag of his brother. And what did they found in all those bags? Nothing. Then what happened? He started searching the bag of Binyamin. 
And when he started searching the bag of Binyamin, what happened? ثُمَّ دَنْ إِسْتَخْرَجَهَا He extracted it. مِنْ وِعَاءِ أَخِيهِ From the bag of his brother. What did he extract? Ha. What does ha mean? It is masculine or feminine? Feminine. The word is feminine. Now what were the two things that were the two cups? Which ones were they? One was the siqaya and the other was wi'a. Now out of these two words, which one is feminine? Siqaya. Siqayatun or wi'a'un. Which one is feminine? Siqayatun. So what happened? These people were looking for the measuring cup, for the wi'a. But as they searched the bag of Binyamin, what did they find? The siqaya, the drinking cup. Was Binyamin supposed to have that? He wasn't supposed to have that. So they said, okay, you guys don't have the wi'a, but you're taking the siqaya with you. This is something that belongs to someone from Egypt. This is you know, a royal thing. You can't be taking this with you. So you understand, they were looking for something else, but they found, they found something else. So they accused Binyamin of theft. Because the drinking cup was found where? In the bag of Binyamin. ثُمَّ مِنْ أَخِيهِ كَذَلِكَ thus كِدْنَا Yusuf. We plan for Yusuf. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we made this plan for Yusuf. How? Yusuf salam did not plan this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did all of this. What? This was a complete coincidence. Yusuf salam wanted to gift his brother, secretly surprise him. He put his drinking cup, his own drinking cup. At the same time, the measuring cup got lost. People are looking for the measuring cup. Instead of the measuring cup, they find the drinking cup in the bag of Binyamin. He's not supposed to have that either. So they accuse him of theft. And now if he's proven to have committed the crime, what does that mean? That he has to stay in Egypt for how long? For one year. In whose custody? Of Yusuf Because the cup, the drinking cup belonged to who? Yusuf كَذَلِكَ كِبْنَا لِيُوسُفُ Everything is working in the favor of Yusuf Yusuf just wanted to see his brother. That's why he insisted that his brother come. And he wanted to gift him something. And you can imagine he wanted to spend some time with him, but he probably didn't get a chance because he didn't want the brothers to get suspicious. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this whole plan for him and his brother stayed in Egypt. كَذَلِكَ كِبْنَا لِيُوسُفُ مَا كَانَ It was not possible. For who? For Yusuf that he should keep his brother in the law of the king. Deen over here gives a meaning of law. Meaning in the law of Egypt, it was not possible for him to keep Binyamin there in Egypt. Why? Because the law of Egypt was that the thief is physically punished. Okay? Physically punished. And you see how the conversation took place. What happened? They decided to punish the criminal with Palestinian law, not with the Egyptian law. But you see how this conversation just happened and they decided to punish the thief with Palestinian law. Allah says, مَا كَانَ لِيَأْخُذَ أَخَاهُ فِي دِينِ الْمَلِكِ إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهِ Except if Allah wants. Allah wanted 
that Binyamin should stay in Egypt. And did that happen? Of course it did. Did this go against the laws of Egypt? Of course it did. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted something. So man-made law doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When Allah wants something to happen, it will definitely happen. This is a source of strength that we have. This is a strength that we have. That if you have Allah's help, then Allah can help you. He can help you. And He will help you with His unlimited help. Nothing can become an obstacle for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No person, no law, nothing at all. We raise the degrees of whomsoever we will. Now Yusuf alayhi salam, his level, isn't it raised here that Allah is planning for him? Yusuf alayhi salam didn't plan this. Allah planned all of this. And above every possessor of knowledge is who? Alim. Who is Alim? Always all knowing. And who is that? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we can plan, we can do whatever we want, but realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows more. He knows more. More than what? More than you, more than anybody. So no matter what the circumstances are, no matter how difficult the situation becomes, no matter how bad things are in your favor, should you ever despair? No. Because Allah is Al-Alim. One is the plot of people and the other is the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At one time, everything was working against Yusuf salam, and now everything was working in his favor. Therefore, what should we do? Always remain hopeful. Always be positive. Yes, there was a time in Yusuf salam's life when it was very difficult. When there was darkness everywhere. But remember that darkness, difficulty, is by whose command? Allah's command. And by His command is also light and relief and ease. If anybody wants to harm you, they want to block you know, your ways, they cannot do anything to you unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He allows. So never think it's the end of the world when somebody manages to hurt you. Because the brothers of Yusuf Islam, think about how much harm they had caused him. But could they really harm him? Could they? No. Because Allah was planning for Yusuf a.s. And always remember that even if all the doors are closed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can open a door for you. See how difficult Yusuf a.s. life became. But now, one door after the other is open. Yes. Bismillahilladhi la yadurru ma'asmihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fil sama. Wa huwa sami'ul alim. No one can harm me. If the doors are closed, Allah can open them. And always make dua, Allahumma ftahli awwaab rahmatik. Ya Allah, you open the doors of your mercy for me. I see this door blocked, this door blocked, this person is creating difficulties for me. My dad said no, my husband said no. So many no's. What should I do? Ya Allah, you open the doors. Allahumma ftahli awwaab rahmatik. Recitation of these ayat. وَلَمَّا دَخَلُوا مِنْ حَيْثُ أَمَرَهُمْ أَبُوهُمْ مَا كَانَ يُغْنِي عَنْهُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ مِنْ شَيْءٍ إِلَّا حَاجَةً فِي نَفْسِ يَعْقُوبَ قَضَاهَا 